And uh, three, two, one. What's up, dude? Hey, man. How you doing? Good. Feels like uh, we've been talking for uh, an hour before this, but... uh, Because we have. Because we have been. What's up? (laughs) Zach Lepresti in the building. How you doing, man? Good. Good good to see you, John DiCaprio. Good to see you, too, brother. Good to see you, too. Um, How's, like, what have you been doing, like, with this whole... Because uh, I see, like, you know, like I said earlier, that's why you can't really talk before a podcast. Because sometimes, like, that's, like, the whole talking points are, like, I'm, like, so interested. You know what I mean? But it's, like, I don't want to ask questions. So, I don't know. Um, As far as, like, how is this, like, whole thing, like, this whole quarantine thing, I guess, quote, unquote, uh, how is it, like, shifted and, like, shaped this, like, new, I guess, new way of, um, for like playing shows and just like doing music, like how's that affected you? I guess essentially. Uh, well, I know it's a deep question to start right off the gun, but this is like I've been thinking about this, and it's like, sure, you know, it's a relevant, it's it's the most relevant thing to talk about right now, pretty much. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I mean, well, for one, it definitely screwed up. Uh. The, it screwed up a lot of plans that I had on the books, you know, like I had a lot of, I, in the beginning of the year, I already had a lot of gigs booked for various projects over the course of the year. And of course I have, uh, I'm going to, it's kind of fucking me up to have these headphones. Take, <laughs> take them off. Um, whatever, whatever you, whatever you desire. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of, uh, it, it, it's, you know, my festival beard fest had to get rescheduled, for next year, at first we tried to just push it, push it back to August, but then it became clear that that's not possible. You know, that's a huge thing. That's like I spend me and my partners spend uh, months and months and months and months, seven to eight to nine months, really planning one weekend every year. So that's a big thing. And uh, you know, I, I was in I was in talks with um, a pretty major, pretty well known and major. Uh, touring act about potentially being their guitar player which would have had me touring kind of all over the world over the course of the year that's not happening because all their gigs are canceled um i was going to tour more with my band narbot because we just released an, a vinyl ep in the beginning of the year um in february we released it and we did a short tour uh started in florida and kind of worked worked our way back up to jersey jersey yeah, I and see that. And uh, that, that I mean, that was fun, but that was the last stretch of real shows I actually got to play. And we had planned the tour a lot more to kind of support that release and to kind of just really build the name. But again, all of that is canceled. And I, I was I was also kind of like talking a lot with um, a studio in Philadelphia. Uh, you know, as you know, John, I have a home studio and I do a lot of work out of there, but I kind of wanted to get more into working in a in a higher, higher level studio as a producer, um, and a session player. And that was on the table, uh, with a really great studio in Philadelphia. What studio was it? Uh, Turtle Studios. Oh, Turtle. So that's where you, that's where, uh, you did the, um, the live stream. Yeah. That's where Narbot did a live stream. And then I did another one actually a couple weeks uh, after that with a good friend of mine named Dan Rouse, who, hosts a open mic series called the john um and we did this kind of as like a the john 
online sort of thing. So obviously it wasn't an open mic, but right. it was kind of the house band and it was cool. Um, but yeah, so none of that stuff can happen. None of that stuff is happening. So, I, you know, I, all my, and also all my lessons, you know, I, I teach, I teach guitar, I teach drums, I teach production and recording and songwriting and all, all that stuff. And I have a group program thing that I ran for a few years called the Academy of Music, which you can see right there on my right water there. bottle. Um, Check it out. And uh, yeah, that was kind of like a thing where I had typically kids between the ages of like anywhere between 11 and oldest was 22 at a certain point, uh, get together once weekly and rehearse songs and then go out and perform. They can't do that. We can't do that anymore. So all my lessons are now online. Zoom lessons, you know. Um, That's crazy. So yeah, it's 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 been a big change, and um, but I don't want to say it's all bad, and I don't want to say it's I don't want to say what's happening now is the new norm. I don't think things are going to quote go back to normal, right? Um, because between COVID and just like the country just freaking out at large about a lot of things, and reasonably so, our country is pretty. Yeah, not, it's, I don't, it's I don't, dicey. It's dicey. Yeah, we can we can we can kind of leave it at that. But there's you know there's a lot of, there's a lot of there's a lot wrong with it. So hopefully a lot of things are changing for the better. Um, but yeah, I don't think anything's going to go back to normal. But I do think there will be a new normal. Um, and uh, you know I don't I don't know what that looks like yet. I'm but you know I definitely miss performing live, and that's what I had hoped to do. I've had a lot of family time, which has been great. I have a one year old daughter, and. We've done a lot of uh, camping, like me, her, and and uh, her mother, Robin, my partner, and uh, we've done like a lot of camping and just like random trips down the shore, just kind of whatever trips up to the mountains in New York, and we're going camping again, I think, in two weeks, and then we're gonna go to Maine later in the month, and then we're gonna go to the Adirondacks in the fall. So like, just a lot of traveling and uh, family sick, time, dude. which has been good. That's dope. So man. yeah, man. Yeah. Um, what like, what do you like to do? I mean, I mean, when you're out camping, I mean, is it just camping strictly, or is it just like <laughs> you doing fishing, kayaking, melons off roofs? What are you doing? Melons off <laughs> roofs. I don't know. I mean, you know, we're 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 in the woods. We're a lot of hiking. I really like hiking, and a lot of my friends do too. So, you know, I I strap the baby up on uh on like a baby carrier, or Robin does. Either we kind of take turns and. We hike a, you know, we go on like an eight mile hike or something like up and up and down a, a mountain trail or, um, you know, we find places, random places to swim. And if more of our friends are with us, then we like set up a whole camp thing and like we party and, you know, we play music and we 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 do things that hippies do. <laughs> um, and we have a good time. And, yeah. you know, there's been there's been a lot of that. Well, I mean, that's what it's really about. I mean, I guess at the end of the day, um, especially now more than ever. I mean, that's, I mean, it's unfortunate. Like the the music sense, it just felt like it got swept out from yeah. all of us, really. You yeah. know, um, but like you know, at least you got to, you know, find I guess more family time and get to you know do all that, which is you know, which is cool, which is what I hoped for a lot of people and. Um, you know, that seems to be the case, you know, <clears throat> especially for most or, you know, from what I've seen. Uh -huh. um, I mean, I guess for you, man, I mean, you just listed off a bunch of shit because, I mean, this is what you'd like do. Yeah, I'm full time with music and I have been my entire adult life. Right. Yeah. So what has like 
what's been the the biggest challenge i guess be, from all this from live streaming to uh, i mean teaching students to i mean what's like been the 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 most different that i guess you could put your finger um, on um i don't it's that's another kind of tough one to answer i mean also as i was ta- telling you earlier when we were talking you know i i have I have ADD and that's both it's something that both serves me well and also screws me up because I already before all this happened you know I'm I'm a self-employed musician so I have businesses within the music industry I have a music festival I have a I had a music schools academy that was growing and doing more and I have these original bands and then I'm also a musician for hire so, so I'm already someone who is in a position of really like making my own schedule and like deciding like what I put my effort into. But before all this, I had a little more like structure between all those things. You know, like I have Narbot rehearsal on this day, I have Beard Space rehearsal this day, I have a Beard Fest meeting this time every week. I have lessons from X to from three to eight on Monday, Thursday, and Friday, and the, you know what I mean. Like yeah. I had like, and then and then I have tons of random gigs scheduled in between all of that and that's all been, of for me sorry but that's okay. been the real bummer man like gigs dude that's, oh, of course that's really bumming me out i mean i know like you were saying i mean you throw beard uh beard fest um how that's been what like seven years now no this w- this would have been the ninth the ninth year. yeah next year's gonna be 10 oh wow yeah. so are, are you gonna use it like is i'm jumping ahead a little bit okay. but are you using that as like the 10th anniversary is yeah that- yeah. yeah, it'll be the ten year anniversary. It won't be the tenth beard fest as it was right. supposed to be, but it'll be the ten year anniversary from when it started in my backyard. Dude, and, yeah, I yeah. remember that, dude. Like, and it'll be, you know, it'll be <laughs> extremely epic. The lineup we have is that just extremely dropped, right? Epic. Uh, yeah, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, that's sick. That's sick, man. And then there's a lot of things you, too, like uh, you're doing, like a, I think previous beard uh, beard fest, uh, you know, performers who've played on there you live stream that right yeah 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 so so we've done this beard stream series where we, you know we we capture a lot of the sets at the festival um so we've we've just we've kind of streamed the sets and again it's like there it's it's like stuff you could find on youtube if you wanted to but it's good for the community you know yeah. beard fest is like it's a music festival but it's also become this like bigger community thing that a lot of people like to stay engaged with and involved in it's kind of like a a little like sphere of like friends and creatives and artists and whatever. Um, and I think people just like watching the sets with one another, you know, even yeah. though they could just do it on their own. But if they tune in at a certain time, they can watch with their friends and, and recount good memory, you know, fun memories. But we're definitely trying to grow that as well and not just have it be streaming a set that happened before. Like, we'll probably still do that. But, like, like last week we had a first-time thing where a Philly band called Trap Rabbit, a really, really good drums and keys duo, um, they created a unique, like, hour-long set just for Beard Fest in their studio. Oh, wow. So it wasn't live, but it was, like, a live performance kind of, like, just the two of them. Um, and it was mixed really well, and it sounded great. And, again, it was just for Beard Fest. So we're going to we're gonna do more of those with our artists that are playing next year to kind of, like, familiarize uh, the audience with the artists. Um, and we're going to... We're gonna like stream, like you know, we do workshops. That's a big part of what Beard Fest is. So we're gonna we're gonna like work on streaming some of those. What do you mean, like workshops? 
So uh, what I mean is it's pretty broad, but, you know, beard fe- the, the, the whole beard fest thing is not just about being like a music festival where you go to party your face off and then like be dead for the next week. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was sick. I was so high and drunk the whole time. I don't remember anything like you can do that if you want. And right. people some people do that there. But there's also like a space you can get into that we try to cultivate where people are really engaging with stuff the whole time. So you're not just seeing bands the whole time, but if you are seeing bands, you're seeing really fucking good bands because we really, really, really make a point to book, even if, you know, from all realms, like just really solid acts. Um, but if you're, if you're interested in other things too, there are workshops for all three days. There, there, are, there's always a bunch of yoga workshops because people really like stretching and movement and stuff. So they're guided yoga sessions. There's, there's usually like plant walks where we take people around the grounds because it's on a it's on a beautiful property in the Pinelands uh, called Paradise Lakes Campground, and people can. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll, uh, a, a like certified teacher, like we'll, we'll, oh, I say certified, but really yeah. just someone who knows what the hell they're talking about. We'll go through and identify, oh, this, this is wineberry. This is blueberry. This is, this is poison ivy. This is that, this is that. Um, we have, we've had beekeeping workshops. We've had last year I taught with one of my good friends. I taught a, uh, a pedal workshop, a guitar, a pe- pedal and effects workshop. That's sick. Um, we've had rith- We've had lots of like like drum circles and rhythm workshops and music theory workshops and uh, um, like communication workshops. Like how to talk. We've even we've started getting into like how to have like difficult co- difficult conversations about like racial issues. Workshops like led right. by people who are like. Again, like I say certified, and, and in a lot of cases they are like college professors and stuff who come in and do this. Um, you know, flow workshops for people who like to do like the, the hula hoops and poi, um, poi spinning and, and flow arts. Um, art workshops, like so, so really everything. Like, there's, like last year I think there was like 35 workshops over the course of the weekend. Jesus Christ. And it's part of the thing. It's like it's free. If you, if you have a ticket to Beard Fest, you can attend any and all of the workshops you want. And yeah. I think the people who – Dare I say the people who do it right are the people who who kind of like try and get some of everything. So they make sure they see some bands, especially bands like not only the bands that they know, because there's always bands that people are aware of. But there's also usually a good handful of bands that the majority of the people there like they don't know who the hell they are. But at this point, they trust that anything we put on a stage is going to be worth seeing in one way or another, you know, Um, even if it's you know, a different style than what they're used to. Um, but yeah, people who like, they, they go and see some music, they go and take some workshops, they go and relax on the beach and like go for a swim. Cause there's a, there's a, it's, there's a, a beach and a lake there. You can, you can literally be swimming as you watch Chan the show? next year. Yeah. Oh my God, dude. That's <laughs> great. I mean, it, I, I, I'll be guilty as charged. All right. So since it's first year back, so nine years ago, When's nine years ago? 2011? Is that 2012 was the first year. Even Oh, my God, dude. Oh, man. We're getting old, or I don't know, time just passing us by really fast. Both. Both, <laughs> right? Jesus. Um, but, yeah, I mean, so this was, like, the year that I'm, I was going to make it a point because I was back home, just had got back from Cali. I'm like, yo, this is going to be dope, epic. Looking forward to it. Long story short, obviously, we all know what happens. And then... You know, you got this, you know, this, this fucking, this whole thing, like where from 2012 
to 2020 did you like start integrating all these different workshops like how did you and like what like drew like i guess what was your drive behind that um that's fucking dude that's it's not like all right so when i like i said when i first went it was just acts and there's maybe like 10 acts to now where it's like a festival and it's been compared to like some bigger festivals too so that's it interests me um so uh, I mean, it's just continued to develop. That's the easiest way. I mean, when we started out, there was not some long-term plan when we started out. And I mean, you know, when we started out, we weren't even aware that we weren't even that aware of what like music festivals were. Like we had been to like when I say we, I mean the band out of the beard space, because you got to remember it right. started just as a way for us as a band to capitalize on the fact that we had created a little show scene in my backyard in yeah. Waterford, New Jersey. Like we would, my parents would go out of town. We'd text everyone and there'd be a hundred people there for a show. Yeah. You know? So that, that happened from basically like 2018 ish, 2019 to like, to the point where it started getting to a point where it was like, all right, like so many people are going to show up. Like we can't actually hide it from my parents anymore. And luckily, thank the universe. Thank God, whatever. I have super supportive parents and they were about it. They were like, yeah, like you can do this. Like, we'll we'll help you do it. So the first one was just, we planned it like maybe a, a couple weeks out, like not even like a month out or something. And it was just all bands of friends. I knew a lot of, a lot of a handful of metal bands, which is interesting because now there's not a ton of metal at the festival. Um, um, and it was, yeah, there, there, I don't think there were any workshops or anything the first year. There might have been something, because the idea of workshops is something that one of the other, like, one of the other guys who kind of s- started it with me, uh, Jeremy, um, who, like, it's kind of like three of us mm-hmm. who, who have been the lead organizers for the entirety of it, uh, myself and Jeremy Savo and Sam Gutman. And they're, they're my bandmates and they're some best friends. They're some of my school of rock friends. So I've known right. them s- since I was like 15. Um, Jeremy, Jeremy was into the idea, I think of integrating workshops. A li- See, but I don't actually remember if we had any at all the first year, the second year. From what I recall, I don't think you did, but I don't quote me on that. Yeah, I, I don't think we did either. I, I don't actually remember. The second year, though, a lot changed for the second year because over the course of the summer, in between the first year and the second year, I we as a a we as a band did did this whole we we immediately after Beard Fest, the first year we all moved to. Not immediately, but shortly after, we all moved to Virginia to live on oh, a yeah. on a mountain, to live on a farm, and be off off grid. Off grid. Yeah, yeah. And we that. grew all of our own food, and we lived in tents, and we had to like carry water up a mountain if we wanted to drink it, and like <laughs> <laughs> literally, and like like we cooked That's in great. and out. We had like an outdoor kitchen that we had to like you know we had a, a rocket a rocket stove, which is essentially cinder blocks that you start a fire in and then you cook over it. Right. Um. So we did that. Um. And it was, it was a whole lot of stuff. <laughs> it was a re- it was really really great though ultimately. But over the course of that summer, I also traveled a lot from that farm. Like I went to different places, and I went to two music festivals. One of them was called Rootwire, and it's it's actually kind of cool. It's actually full circle now because the band who threw that festival and headlined that festival, they're called Papadozio. They are now headlining the next Beard Fest. Oh um, wow! So it's kind of a cool. For me, it's really cool full circle thing because me going to Rootwire 
blew my mind. Actually, one of my other cousins on my dad's side, his name's Brian. He's like maybe five years older than me. He's like Peter's age. Okay. Peter and Susan's age. Yeah. Um, he was very aware of the festival scene in particular. Like he's he's very aware of like the the EDM like techno house like all that kind of dance music stuff. He's very right. very very into that scene. Um, but also the 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 jam scene too, which a lot of a lot of the jam scene has has kind of like built up this particular brand of uh, festival culture. But yeah, so at that festival at Rootwire, A, I saw a bunch of bands that like I was not aware of that really like opened my mind and made me realize that the kind of music I was into making actually did have an audience that was pretty big. Yeah. Because like there are all these bands doing similar enough stuff to what I do, like including Papadozio, Dopapod, this band Consider the Source, uh, who have now played the festival a handful of times, this band Snarky Puppy, who have gotten really big. <clears throat> in the like jazz fusion war realm like worldwide um all these bands that i saw again like like i i was back home making this weird prog rock stuff with out of the beard space this weird jammy prog rock prog rock where we're playing crazy music and like we one song is a pop song and then the next song is a funk song and then the next song is like a metal prog song and i'm like just crazy shredding and it's all over the fucking place yeah and I was like, we, when we've tried to play shows when we were just starting out, like in Philly, uh, before all of this, we were very often just like, what are we doing? Like no one, like, like the bands we would play shows with, they were like friends and stuff, but it was like, their music is so different than ours. It doesn't, right. people aren't like quite catching on. We're not hitting the right people. Um, but I, I went to this festival and I saw all these bands doing this more progressive jam jazz funk mixing of all of those things um and a huge audience i mean there was like like again huge it's all depends on your scale but for me at that time it was like a four thousand five thousand person festival and i was like whoa i didn't know this many people liked music like this yeah, at all man. nor did i know that there were bands like this out there that were actually touring and successful so my i immediately was like <laughs> For me, musically, I was just like, there's no reason that I shouldn't be doing that. Right. Like, because like, I was like, okay, my band's not of that caliber. Like, we're not of that experience yet, but we are of that caliber in sense, in the sense of what we do is really, like, I believe in it a lot. I yeah. think it's really good. You yeah. Know? So, like, I was like, if these guys can do it, I can do it. And the festival had tons of workshops. Um, not tons, but they, they they did have a good amount of workshops. I think a lot of theirs were more spirituality-based, which we do some of that, but... <coughs> Sorry. It's um, all good. Cough it away, man. <laughs> we do some of that kind of thing, but not an enormous amount. Swear it's not COVID. <laughs> and um, they... They had a lot of art too, which was which really had a huge impact. I remember while the headliners were playing... Now, their format, they have like a big... A big field <laughs> and then they would have two two main stages right next to one another basically so that as soon as one band got done playing their set like the other band as as like one band is playing a headlining set another band could be sound checking and stuff they're getting and ready then, to go yeah. and then they can play and in between all of that there were easels there were like art easels set up all throughout the all throughout the field that had lights on them and this is at night but they all had like colored lights on them and artists just painting to the music and then a huge one in between the two stages and i was just Shit. like 
holy crap, this is amazing. And like at the time, my, my girlfriend at the time was an art major and I have always, a lot of my friends have always been like visual artists too. Right. And I was like, there, we need to incorporate both the, the workshop element and the like more, just like more art in general, because like it made the whole, ex- again, like me going to this festival was seeing that like a music festival experience could be so much more than just like go see bands and get fucked up. Yeah. Which is like when I was a young teen, that's like what it was. Like I'd go see usually metal bands. I go see like Megadeth or something. Yeah. Just like, or, or, you know, play a basement show or something and everyone's sloshed. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even play my guitar, you know, like dumb, dumb stuff like that. Um, uh, yeah. So that is really, that was like the, the seed, I think part of, part of the seed. Now, I would be I would be a bad person if I didn't point out the fact that like actually implementing a lot of these things, the artistic stuff, the workshop stuff, like those those two types of areas in particular <laughs> has a lot to do with other people than me. So right. these are things that I was inspired by, I shared with my friends and they were also inspired and different people have taken different actions. And you guys were all able to pull together essentially to make that all possible. You know? Yeah, and we've acquired like like we've the team has grown over the years. You know, like yeah. like like now for for years now, Robin, who is, again is my my girlfriend and my my baby's mother, <laughs> um, uh, she she runs the the workshops and the vending. She's in charge of that. Robin is a is a permaculture teacher. Permaculture, a very brief explanation of what that is, is if you think of monoculture, it's like a big field of corn that's like exists only because like there's chemicals supporting it. Whereas permaculture is basically farming and gardening in a way where the various aspects of your farm or garden help one another to grow in like a like if you plant for instance if you if you if you build a mound uh sorry build a mound and you plant corn mm-hmm. squash and then beans all on the same mound it's a particular technique it's called three sisters and what when the you fuck? and when you when you do this the corn and the, the way that everything grows like the the beans grow i i don't quote me in all this cuz it's a long time that Oh, you're getting quoted, but, dude. You're getting quoted. The, the 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 way that the three plants interact on that same mound, they help one another. So, oh shit. Essentially, permaculture is just like really like sustainable, really sustainable farming and gardening. And anyway, Robin uh, does this, and she teaches it professionally, and she designs she designs uh, like orchards for people and for for like various like like she used to work for the Philadelphia Orchard Project. Anyway, she knows what she's doing and she's connected to a lot of teachers and a lot of educators in the sustainable realm. So right. she runs the workshops. Um she helps like curate them like like she takes submissions and if like they seem like they're a solid submission, then usually people get approved. Um and she goes out and seeks out certain people um like certain educators. Um We've had an art team now that kind of formed around 2014 called Rompus. Um, it is the Rompus. members of it have kind of changed, although one of them has really been consistent. Uh, I guess one or two of them, but but the, the one of the lead artistic forces. Her name is Bree Bree Barton, and she's um, she's one of my best friends, and she's married to Ethan, the drummer in Out of the Beard Space, and she's an amazing visual artist. You know, again, full time 
like visual artist and teacher um you know paints murals and paints and does comics and all kinds of stuff um so yeah the, uh, all that is to say that the the vision of it has continued to grow there have been different people involved at different times some people that were super involved a couple years are not and haven't been the core team of out of the beard space and Robin and some of the others, uh, some of our other closest friends, have has kind of remained intact, um, and we just keep trying to evolve it and and make it make it better and and make it yeah just make it better. I don't know. <laughs> the the one thing, man, for uh, that whole dude, I I forgot the name of it already. Pr- pro promo what what is it called? Permaculture. Permaculture. Okay. Again, monoculture is like corn stalks, like a huge field of corn stalks right. or a huge field of one thing, mono, single. Okay. Permaculture is 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 more is is including more crops basically. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, that uh, that's fascinating. I didn't even know that was a thing. Um, but hey, you learn something new every day. Um, but what really caught my eye at one of the shows, I don't know, I think I might have seen this probably have seen it online somewhere but like you were saying when they had the you know when they had the art going and i think you had i think you had an art setup behind one of the stages there are yeah there's always there's always a huge scrim a scrim is basically just a huge white sheet that over the course of the weekend gets painted on and then the lights are fashioned in a way that they can do like shadow dancing yeah and put up objects behind it and interact with it that's that's really cool that's like I seen that I was like wow like and then and then dude you got these like you were saying dude you got the the fire tossers with yeah the fire hoops. spinners yeah man it's tamed flame productions is their is their name they're they're really really great at what they do we've been friends with them for years and they you know that again we we try to involve people that are just just like really dedicated to their craft right you know what I mean and then and then. Like we also want to help share that, which is the reason for all the workshops and stuff too. Is like, that's the thing too. You know, we've had like a lot of a lot of the people who who like a, the fire spinners always teach workshops. Like again, like the band members in in different forms. Do they teach, teach like how to fire spin? Uh, yeah, I think <laughs> do so. They? I think so. They do. I know they do. I don't know. I've never actually been to it. I. Well, it's funny. Like I go to Beard Fest and I miss so much of what's happening because I'm Cause focused on my parts of it. Right. I'm running it and I also perform a shit ton on it. I all my bands play at it and I usually sit in like I guest, make guest appearances with a bunch of artists. So I'm usually that's like the heaviest. See, and that that's a missing that this summer kind of sucked for me because it's a, it's. I mean, it feels really good, but it's also a very big motivating factor because, like, the weeks and months leading up to it, I have to really be on my shit with practicing. Yeah. Like, I have to practice a lot. I have to cram a lot of music in and make sure I can remember it and execute as much of it as flawlessly as possible. Yeah. Um, and that's, like, always self-imposed. You know what I mean? Like, I'm very, like, I I want to play with as many people as possible um, because I – because I enjoy it and I like the challenge and and I like just experiencing different musical things and it's it's resulted in a lot of different uh, like longer term friendships and musical collaborations and even bands that I've joined and stuff. Yeah. So, what are you in now? Three? Are you in three set projects or like what's the deal with that? Because uh, <laughs> like every time I talk to you, it's always like, well, I mean, there's always you've always had out of the beer space since like I right. can remember. 
Right. And then um, the two other projects, you got Narbot, Nick Greeley, and the Operators. Shout out to both of them. Shout out to all three of them, really. Are they your main three? or? It really dips in and out of what is, is like, the focal point. Um, I know that's a vague answer, but, <laughs> but, I mean, out of the beard space, we'll go months and months without doing anything. But we just recently, we just today released our first new single in uh, years. Today you did? Today, yeah, earlier today. That's why I've been checking my phone so much. I released a video oh, today. Oh, no shit, dude. Yeah, well, I'll show it to you, you later. Have, you have, yeah, you have um, to show me But we did, we did another one of those outdoor sessions where we mic'd everything up. We had a couple cameras, and we just, we wrote, record, we wrote, produced, and recorded a song in one day. We just did it. We That was our goal. We are like, we're just going to come fresh, make something up completely new, and do it. And this was all at <laughs> your house, right? It was at uh, Ethan and Jeremy's house, which is literally five doors down from my house. But the recordings, uh, essentially. It was the, at their oh, house. Was at their house? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It, was five, it was five doors down. It five was doors down. kind okay. of like combining everyone's gear. Like, like, you know, like I bring some mics, I bring my equipment, everyone brings some stuff, and, and then I mixed it. You know, right. we, we multi-tracked it to a computer, I mixed it. Uh, my friend Sam, the keyboard player, uh, edited the video, and that's it. Um, but yeah, so... Well, congratulations for dropping that video. Thank you. Thank you. You know, that's I was on I was on the web for like all morning, um, and I I might have seen it, but I thought it was something else. So I well, I'm I, always posting so much. Yeah, shit. That's I know. What I'm saying. It's, it's I don't kinda... know how you have the time to fucking do all this shit. But like you said, I mean, you do this for a living, so right. And I just I just it's a matter of trying to keep up with Jesus. myself, um, and and trying to like engage the right people. You know what I mean? Like yeah. different things I do speak to different people. Right. So and I'm trying to like. I'm trying to compartmentalize that a little bit more um, to some degree. Um, but yeah, so Beard Space is now active again. Narbot is like, has been in a way, it's a project that I started like three years ago. Um, I guess this is our four, this is our fourth year. We started in the beginning of 2017. Um, and so yeah, 2017, 2018, 2019, and now we're Coming midway, four, we're yeah. three and a half years old. Um, and the, I, I love that band so much. I love the other guys in it. They're very, very creative, and they're very, 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 very talented and push me really hard musically. Like, they're just super, super – they're super musicians. They really yeah. are. They're geniuses. Um, so that's always going. Nick Reel and the Operators, we're, like, sort of working on – we are working on stuff. I, I recorded my tracks for our two singles – months ago so um, so i that's kind of like in a work in progress like some new singles with that band there's a band called world town and that's that's actually a perfect example of the beard fest thing my first experience with them was literally just hopping on them being like yo bro you want to like play some of our set i like hopped on stage i like just i had only heard one song before really and i just stayed on for most of the set i just listened and played along and added guitar and uh, after a couple, that happened a couple more times, you know, if they were having a show that they thought made sense for me to be involved in, they'd be like, hey, Zach, you want to, like, come play a couple songs? And now I'm, now I'm in the band, and, and I, I write and record with their producer, Ben, pretty frequently. Um, that's, that project's way different than the other ones. That one's, uh, like, it's, it's house music, like, it's, it's like, it's like electronic dance music, but with a live band and live singers. Uh, okay. Um, so the the full band is like a DJ, and you know he's and like 
I, I, I don't know. I hate to say it this way, but he's a real DJ. But what I mean is that he puts every, he actually does put everything together. He does orchestrate things. He is doing things as we're performing. It's not just like some dude pressing play and like, yeah, yeah. You know, he's doing shit. So, Um, so you're playing to like essentially, uh, like a, like a soundtrack in the back almost, or is he like, as you guys are playing, he's like making. No, so, so they are like set tracks, although there is some room for like improvising and extending things because he uses Ableton. So he can like, you know, if we want to extend a section, he can just extend a section. Um, but so there's always like there always is some extra stuff. Um, and this is a thing the the band like that band we were planning. We were going to play. There's a huge festival in, in the in the jam band realm called Camp Bisco. Have you ever heard of that? I've heard of Camp Jam. Not no, Camp not Camp Jam. So Camp Jam is 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 like there. That's like more similar to Beard Fest in size, and like you know, what we've I've I've played Camp Jam almost every single time it happens. It's it's a lot of fun, and it's a great festival. Um, but that's also a smaller so fest. Camp, Camp Bisco is like fifty thousand people. What is yeah yeah much much bigger and we world town was going to play it and i was going to play it with them but it got canceled hey! oh no sh- it was fucking during this whole thing yeah it was it was supposed to be at the beginning of july wow. it would have been this month 50 oh my god dude that's insane yeah where's that held at uh scranton pa there's a there's a festival grounds there's a place called montage mountain that's actually a ski mountain and a ski resort um and they have like a wave pool it's like this huge thing but they throw there's there are other large large festivals like 30 to 30 to 50,000 people. Um, Peach Festival happens there. I think there's one called Mountain Jam. I think it happens there, but I'm not actually sure. But it's like it's like bigger. You know, again, yeah. it's, it's, it's huge. Um, but yeah, so World Town is a band that I'm involved in. Uh, that band I mentioned before, Trap Rabbit, like I was playing with them a lot in the past. I haven't recently, but it comes like the things I'm involved in like come fade in and out, you know? Right. Um, and I'm always working on random collaborations with people. One of my students, I showed you that thing, Ricky Hess. Yeah. <clears throat> we were getting. He's actually his, his the Ricky Hess live band, which which I'm a part of, um, is basically him. And this is a six. He just turned sixteen. Sixteen year old keyboardist who writes all the music. It's freaking really good. Like I was telling you, like I I wasn't expecting because you know what I mean. Like I. I'm like a stickler when it comes to music. I have to like get out of that. <clears throat> but like I was expecting something. So I already put ex- expectations on it. And, you know, I was like, uh. And then when I heard it, I was like, oh, wow. Like that's fucking pretty dope. Yeah. And he's 16 I mean, years old. That's crazy. Yeah. And he wrote a lot of that first, that album that you listened to, like he wrote that years ago now. Um, and he wrote that a couple years ago and put it out last year. And, and he, uh, he's like come a long way, I think, since then. Like he's very c- consistently growing, and you know, I've been lucky as a teacher to have students like him and his two brothers, uh, John and Joey Hess. John plays guitar and sings. He's actually the oldest. John's twenty now, and then Joey is seventeen, and he plays drums. They're all really, really good, and they're they've always all three of them have always pushed one another, and they were always fantastic students and like learned you know, learned whatever it was that I was, I I was just like presented them with like really, really tough music, like stuff that's like tough for me, but like, here, you're going to learn it. Like you're only 14, you're only 13, you're only 12. I don't care. Like you, like you're going to put your mind to it and you're going to do it and I'll help you through it. But like, if you believe you can do it and I believe you can do it, you're doing it, you're going to do it. And, and that, you know, I've, 
I still am working. I have some students that I've been working with for six, seven years now that are similar to that. I have a this guitar kid who's like just he's I started with him when he was eight, he's thirteen now and he can I mean, it's unreal what he can play. It's it's just absurd. Um but yeah, sorry. <laughs> that was a digression. Nah, man, that's um, it dude, it's crazy, man, because it's like you know, that's an, that's another big element of what you do and that it's just the uh you know, the the new way of, you know, teaching quote unquote, I guess, you know, that's got to be odd. That's got to be a weird, like, how, like, and then you mean through the computer, through the computer. So you have that, you know, whole element of it, like zoom calling in. And then, so a- another element of it, it's like, so for people who don't know, right. If I wanted to get lessons, right. Yeah. So like, essentially, are you, you're giving lessons to people? Or are you like collabing with them or are you doing both at the same time? You know what I mean? Like cl- collabing as such as you're making a song or writing songs. Cause I mean with, you know, well that's that, I mean that's, that's kind of, those are different things, you know? And yeah. like, like, I guess there are, there are, there are places where that, I don't know. There, there's like gray area to some degree, but like lessons for people that come to me for lessons now, it's, it's, it's online and definitely works better with, uh, people who have some experience whatsoever, like because it's online, because when you're when you're a beginner on guitar, or drums, or bass, or piano, or any any of that stuff, it's one thing in itself. It's yeah, and it's very much just like I need to be giving like very active feedback and actually like moving your fingers and like really showing you how to hold the instrument and have it not suck, you know? Right. Um. So, um, but it's actually not especially for guitar now drums i have i've i do some drum lessons online that's got to be tough man. that's a little tough because here's the thing here's the biggest thing about online lessons is that it works best when both ends like when both me at my house and the other person at their house have a good internet connection and have some idea of how to how to like work the software or like use a use, like i use the zoom uh, i use zoom software and um like if people have like an interface and like a mic so that I can actually hear and see them clearly. Right. Um, we'll see them. doesn't, well, I guess it doesn't matter, but yeah, but it's, it's really about hearing them clearly. Now guitar, you can get away with, like I have some students who literally they, I log in on my computer and they log in on, on their, uh, on their phone and they just set up their phone and that can be fine for a guitar lesson, especially with someone who's experienced because I can explain a concept show it to them, demonstrate it, um, and I can send them, like, a PDF or something right there and then in the moment. Like, I have a lot of, like, write-ups with, like, music theory concepts, tabs, notation, all of that stuff. And uh, and I can convey an idea, and then they can be like, oh, like this, and try it. And I can say, oh, no, you know, like C-sharp instead of C or whatever. Like, right. no, try, try putting your fingers this way. Like, you can, you can have that dialogue, that student-teacher dialogue, and it actually works, and yeah. it's not that weird. Yeah. or difficult um but drums because the nature of drums like like the one, the one drum student i have um who probably won't watch this so it's fine but he is you know his internet connection isn't very good his <laughs> and he he's not good at working the software and he has no interface or anything so it's literally just like the mic from oh, his man. from his like headset and it's just like he goes and starts to play a thing, and usually it's just like it sounds like <laughs> it sounds like 
fucking like rhinos rhinos kicking through a door you know like it's just like absurd so that's hilarious but even then i still can he can hear and see me clearly and i can send him information and i can like see and hear him clearly enough to like give him feedback and like work on exercise and stuff but um and then when it comes to like the idea of like collabing or something or writing together i have like so some of my students we write and that's part of what the lesson is is like they they especially especially the kids who have like like macintoshes and who have uh like logic Mm -hmm. like because that's what i use too they can share their screen with me and then i can remotely control logic like from my sc- from my computer, I can control Logic on their computer. No and shit. Like, you know, we can work on like composing via MIDI or something. So they put something into the piano roll, and I'm like, no, like that's not quite it. Here, give me access, and then I'll fix it. Or like I'll say, here, try this idea. Or like they'll record, and I'll be there. I'm just there watching, but I'm giving feedback. I'm like, hey, okay, so like you should put the mic this way, like right. change the microphone placement, or or uh, you know use use this pickup on your guitar or or you know you didn't articulate those eighth notes very well like let's now let's let's pause on on the recording open up your metronome put it at 80 beats per minute we're going to do this exercise to work on your eighth note articulation you know what i mean yeah i'm just trying to like go through no yeah is now is that a like a feature in logic like i've never heard of that or is that just like i'm actually not entirely sure i think it I'm not entirely sure, actually. I don't know. Like, if if I had a student on a on a Windows computer running Studio One, and you had Zoom, and your computer was working like fast enough, and mine was working fast enough, maybe I could control Studio One, but maybe not because I'm using Windows or I'm using Mac and Mac, you're using Windows. Right. I'm not sure. Right. I'm not actually sure. I'm not. A, I'm not like an expert on it, and you know, I don't feel like i need to be at the moment so i'm not yeah i mean but i mean i, I was checking out uh I, th- I don't know who um but there was this one video you were going back and forth with with yeah. this one student and it was really cool i don't know if you like edited the video that way or if that's how your lessons look it actually well, so the lessons look i can see them and they can see me in their window and if i i can record the lessons and then zoom automatically if you record it it kind of like puts the camera angle on whoever's outputting more audio. Oh, so okay. it kind of puts it like like gotcha. if I'm talking, then it's on me, and right. then when the other stu- when the student talks or plays, it's on them. That's pretty dope. Yeah, I didn't know Zoom did that. I'm a uh, I'm a Skype guy, gotcha. and uh, it's I don't know. I've had my I've had my problems with Skype. I'm not gonna dive into my my clash with Skype, but um, no, nah, man, that's that's crazy, dude. Um, it's all good shit, man. It's like. You've been doing that for a while too, you know. I've been teaching since I was in high school, really. I mean, and that was a little more when I was in high school. It was a little more informal, a little more like I know every Metallica song and solo <laughs> note for note. So if someone wants, if 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 like a sophomore, I'm a senior, I know every fucking Metallica song that's yeah. ever been written. If if you a do. sophomore, you do every Metallica. I song, did. Though. I don't. I don't well, anymore. Did. <laughs> I'm sure if you you picked up a guitar, you could probably play some shit. Probably. Um. But uh. Yeah. Uh. You That's know. how I learned all my Metallica shit. Is from you. I was like, dude, I want to play Metallica. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. I just started. I don't know. It's, that's that's how I started though. I had a kid who really who who was a freshman, I think, when I was a senior, and he really wanted to learn Metallica stuff and some basic music theory. So. I started teaching him, and I knew so little at the time when I started. I mean, I I could play when I was 17, 18. I could, like, 
I could learn a lot of stuff and I could play some hard stuff, but I didn't know a lot. You know what I mean? I didn't yeah. know a lot of what I was doing. I didn't have a lot of experience in, in other musical scenarios other than rock and and hard rock and maybe a little bit of progressive rock, but like nothing, you know, nothing. I, again, the theory behind it all is really, really, really useful on any instrument for whatever style of music you're playing. It just like helps you, it helps you uh, get the sounds you might hear in your head or that you hear other people doing that you like. It helps you hear those and be like, oh, that's what I, that's what I need to do. Like that's, that's how I do it, you know? Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I, I was resistant towards theory when I was that age too. I, I was like, Oh, it's gonna like make me less <laughs> it's gonna make me like less creative. I'm gonna just do things other people do, but no, that's not true. It, it makes you more creative. Again, it makes you like for me, it makes me more in touch with with what I'm actually hearing and like hearing an idea in my head and just knowing, Oh, that's the chord. I know what chord that is. I don't right. you don't even need to tell me. Like I just know. Um Yeah, see I'm surprised uh I'm surprised I've made it this far as a music. I do like I took music theory back in high school for a year, mm-hmm. and I was just like, man, this isn't for me. They're teaching me like who they weren't even teaching me theory. They were just teaching me like who came up with music theory mm-hmm. first, and then like it was like, all right, now you could pick up a triangle and you know try doing like some quarter notes on that. And <laughs> I'm like, all right, this isn't for me. I'm just gonna keep playing to what I hear, right? You know what I do. I don't know, but. That's something I got to get into is like learning theory, I guess, you know? Yeah. I mean, again, I mean, the, the, the best way to learn is to just play is to just like play along with stuff. Like if you only had theory, there are plenty of people who I think focus too much on the academia side. And even if they're, I mean, even professionals who, when you hear them play, it just doesn't feel or sound as natural or pure or something like that. Like people who have mainly gotten their experience through playing along with records and, and playing with their friends and stuff a lot of times that that goes just as if not further. Um, But the theory kind of ties it all together. And I agree. I mean, when I was in high school and learning theory, I was a, I was a little more like I was at the time I was in jazz band. I was in marching band. I was in, uh, you're doing school of rock too, right? I was doing school of rock. I was like fully immersed in it. So like I, I did like get it to some degree and use it to some degree. But for the most part, I was like, I just hate this. I just want to, I don't want to do this. I don't even know how it applies. And, I've really like, you know, I've taken lessons with some great teachers over the years and I've I've really learned a lot through teaching because when you teach people, the more you teach people, the more you realize you need ways to explain why this, why that, why that. Why does this scale work over this chord? How do I play over this chord and make it sound cool? How do I play over this chord and make it sound a little more unique? Like, how do I write a melody that makes sense over these chords? How do I know what chords work together? How do I count? Like, there's that weird part of that weird song where they always end early, and I don't know what the hell's happening. They're cutting a 16th note. That's what's happening. You know what I mean? Like, having ways to explain it, I had to teach myself, like, and again, like, I had good instruction, but a lot of it was, like, like, seeing the practicality of it and seeing, like, like, it really does make sense to learn what all these terms mean and stuff like to some degree. Yeah. Now the way that I do it is I, I take in stuff and then I leave some of it behind. There's plenty of music theory I learned in college that I don't regularly think about or use. And I don't regularly teach it either. Cause I'm like, unless you want to actively learn it, like if a student I have, I definitely have some advanced students 
um, and even students who are music teachers themselves, and if they want to learn some sort of advanced college concept in a specific way, I'll teach it to them. You know, I'll refresh yeah. myself and then teach it. But, but mostly I like again. I try to I try to take what makes sense and and get that across. And I try to teach that even to my younger students, even to my more beginner students. And I really, really, really put in the strongest effort I can to having it make sense and not just like be annoying and not just be like, uh, like yeah. he's like making me do Beating this a stupid horse. thing. Right. Yeah. Because, because, because that's how I felt about it. And that's how you felt about it. And that's how so many people feel about it when it's taught to them. Cause it's not taught well. Right. Cause teacher, a lot of teachers suck at teaching it. That is true. <laughs> uh, facts, man. I mean, I wish I was, uh, you know, I mean, I, you can't, you know, do anything about it now essentially, but I wish I was given that, you know, like, yo, stay on this. Like, if my older self could have talked to my younger self and just been like, yo, stick with this because, like you're saying, man, like, I have that problem now where it's like, yo, there's like this, like, weird beat. They're stopping early. You know, it's like, I don't know what the, it's like a did it, did it. And I'm like trying to explain it through sound. And when it, you could just be like, oh, no, they're just, it's you know, this. Right, it's this. Right. Here's how it looks on paper. Here's how to count it. Here's how to practice counting it. Yeah. Here's how to go, get good at using it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you're fucking young, bro. You're like, what are you, like, like 12 now? <laughs> no. What nah, are you, man, 27? I'm, I'm pushing 30, dude. 27, 28? Pushing 28, yeah. 28? Yeah. It's, you can fucking learn new shit, dude. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. It's a little it's a little harder now for sure, but you're still young. You still got your young mind if you actually want to if you progress actually want to progress on it, just just you know, you can you can do it. Yeah. Take the, the other the other thing is not trying to learn it all at once. And like I can be overwhelming as a teacher sometimes with my students cuz I throw a lot of info out there, but what I try to do is be like, "Listen, I'm going to put a lot out there, but we're only going to focus on Bouncing little, mics. little pieces because like I'll give someone like I'll give someone like a big sheet of information and I'll be like listen we will be referring back to this three years from now like it will still have stuff you'll there's still excuse me there will still be stuff to go over and to gain out of this thing in a couple years so like like we're gonna look at it all but we're gonna practice very little very little chunks of info because if you can master little chunks of info then you actually ingrain them and then can reproduce them and use them in the future and use them to build new things you know what i mean yeah if you try to learn it all at once you get like some tattered vision of the whole thing and don't complete it and trust me i am very very guilty of that in a lot of ways like like i more in a lot of ways more so with uh transcribing which is just like learning learning songs or solos there are so many things that i've like started learning and like learned half of and then just like put it down put it down yeah um, and because because i'm always like every every day i get like a thousand ideas of like i should cover this i should cover this i need to finish this recording for this person Ooh, it'd be really cool if i collaborated with this person and i'm like just like blaze sitting there like shooting <laughs> off messages like yo dude we gotta get in the studio next week like you know like 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 fuck i forgot to make that that uh that chord chart for my student uh uh you know dude i don't know man it's it it's it really does baffle the shit out of me because it's like I, I'm caught up in like doing the, what I'm doing, but it's like, dude, I don't know how the, like I said in the beginning, I don't know how the fuck you have time for it. I, I mean, I do understand that the, this is what you do, but it, it, it's, it's just, it's a, it's amazing to see, you know, you being able to 
I mean, I'm not sure. I'm sure it's not always how you have it planned, but you're able to like capture all of it and like execute it in a way. Well, I don't capture all of it. That's, I mean, that's, that's one of the main things that I'm trying to point out is like, like I, sometimes I wish I were, I were a lot more scheduled and like, I've had this, like, you know, if I like, if I do one of these things where I like sit down and write in a journal, like what I, what I want for myself, like what are the things in my life I need to improve? How do I go about improving them? I've been saying to myself for at least a decade that I need to figure out a way to be hyper scheduled where like I know each each and every week these hours are for this. These hours are for that. These hours are for this. And even even if I'm scheduling free time because because that's important to me too. time yeah. to time to just like go for a walk in the woods and like whatever or like, you know, that's yeah, very it can't important. be 24-7 no, music. It can't. Um, so crazy. But, but that said, that's not my inclination. It just doesn't happen. Um, and the truth is, like, I even just like I was saying with music theory, like I or like teaching, like I throw a lot of stuff out there, but then I just hang on to what works. That's the same thing with with all the projects and ideas I'm working on. I always have a million things in the works because there's no harm in to me. There's there's it's better to like plant a seed or to throw an idea out into the universe and you know that means that could just mean me writing it down for myself <clears throat> or that could mean me shooting someone a message at 2 a.m being like I, was, I just had this great idea and i just needed to tell you right now you know yeah I do that with plenty of people um and like maybe i don't finish it maybe nothing happens maybe nothing comes of it maybe something comes of it two years later maybe you know what i mean like yeah and, and I, I obviously there has to be some priority because like I got to I have to make money, you know, right. so I have to like there's obviously there's there's some priority on lessons and making sure I have students and advertising once in a while to, to keep keep that going. Because especially because, like I said, that's one of the big covid things I had planned. I've been making all my money from lessons, most of my money from lessons and like a smaller portion of it from performing for the last like five or six years, like. Hmm. You know, um, I would think it would be the other way around. No, no. I mean, because especially when I had Zacademy in full force, I mean, I had between everything, between my group lessons and students outside of that, I had like 30 students a week that oh, I was dealing shit. with. Yeah. So you have 30 students a week. Like, yeah. luckily, luckily, teaching music is, is still is still a, a specialty skill. So, I mean, I, you know, for for an hourly rate, my like my low rate if someone is like doing bulk lessons with me is $60. So like I get paid well for it. Right. So if I'm dealing with 30 students now, of course they're not all doing at the time, they weren't all doing private lessons. Like there's a lot of stuff, but a anyway, I, I was making a lot off of lessons for, for a bunch of years and between like, yeah, my, my kind of trifecta of how I make my money is that, um, being the biggest beard fest, which has over time, become more profitable right um and then although this year it's completely a loss obviously yeah. like like not only are we not having it so it's not only that i'm not making the money i would normally make i'm we also still have people to pay because like they're still employees like they have to get paid like right. i i don't have to get paid but but the people who did work even though the festival didn't happen like the guy the talent buyer the guy who booked all the bands he's got to get paid yeah you know the guy who does social media he's got to get paid yeah like you know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, so that was a loss. Um, and gigs, all of them were canceled. 
<laughs> so so that's been a big loss and that again like like i said like there was there were talks in the beginning of the year of me going on the road with a pretty fucking major hilarious but pretty fucking major act the, which is the you, village people the village people yeah who the who are they i've never, I've never heard of, oh yeah oh, stop yeah what the yeah, I was fuck, I was going to be their touring guitar player this year. Oh my god. Potentially. It was like not set in stone, but I was going back and forth with them. I had the tour dates. Like I would have been traveling like literally all over the world, like, you know, festivals and in, in So is in, that is that still up in the air or is that like I have to follow up. I mean up not on obviously. It. I don't know. Sure. I mean they're they're all old also, so yeah. I don't I mean I don't know. I haven't. I I haven't followed up on it in in a hot minute. It was just kind of like everything's canceled. All right, that's off the table. Yeah. Um. Damn, dude. Yeah. A lot of my plans were for gigging and production and less teaching because I love teaching, as you can probably tell. As I talk about it, I'm passionate about it. Yeah. I've worked with a lot of students over the years and have like long lasting friendships with them and their families and and it gives me a lot and I think I'm good at it. Um. But uh, running, like, really having it be, like, super profitable, like that next level sort of thing, which I was kind of on the brink of being able to do, uh, requires so much time, energy, and effort. I was kind of at the place where I needed to get my own building and, like, like all of that. And no one was really coming along as a business manager, like, and, like, I could be the business manager but i just don't want to at yeah. all like i i still like through through the years i was developing my my academy thing i was also developing several original bands and that i'm i really that's really important to me too me being like my favorite thing to do is to perform right. i love to perform i love to write and i love to perform music that i've written yeah that i feel very passionate about um and that's where i think one of the places that I give the most to the world is like me, you know what I mean? Like me yeah. being my best self is like playing a song that I think that I feel really good about, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I know it's, dude, it's, it's weird, man. Like it's such a weird thing. Cause it's like, I don't know how that's going to look when it comes back. And that's, true. we had just played a show over the weekend. Uh, shout out to the G spot, um, for throwing the show. It's fucking, it pretty pretty cool, um, but it was an outside venue with real people, and it was uh, it was cool, you know. Um, there was definitely uh, you know, good social distancing, quote unquote, whatever you had, like whatever the fuck. There was all that in place, which was cool, but it just, I don't know, it just, it didn't, it didn't seem right, you know. Sure, it's like it was just, I don't know. Sure, man. shows shows are places where people want to be able to express themselves and dance in whatever way they dance. And obviously that looks very different depending on the crowd you're playing to. But for some it's moshing and throwing and throwing down like that. For some it's fucking getting sexy and, and all that shit for some, you know, like there's, there's all kinds of different expressions of it, but people want to be able to loose, be be able to be loose and have a drink and give their friends a hug when they see them and all that. And yeah, it, I really don't like the idea of, like a socially distant future, and I don't feel very good about that. I don't think that's what it's going to be, also. But I, I don't. Yeah, I, I'm. I actually, I haven't played any real shows uh, since all of this. But I'm going to, in a couple weeks, I'm playing in Cape May with this really great trumpet player, Matt Cappy. Um, 
and it's at a restaurant and you know he said like there's going to be lots of social distancing things in place and I can drive right up to the stage and I don't have to interact with the audience if I don't want to and all of that and that's going to that's like a different thing cuz that's more of like a band playing for like a a restaurant yeah, kind of thing yeah, um, yeah. I mean we'll be mic'd and amped and it's like a you know it's like funky R&B jazz kind of stuff um right but uh yeah, I I I feel you, and yeah. and I I don't I don't want a socially distant sh- concert future either. I want people to be able to express themselves. I want to be able to express myself if I'm at a show. You yeah, know? yeah, it's 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 definitely odd, man. I mean, so I mean, you, you kind of touched on it a little bit, but like, y- you don't think that that's gonna be, I guess, the new norm for I shows. I don't know. I mean, it's everything feels really really uncertain in a lot of ways, and yeah. like. Again, like for me, it's more than just uh, it's more than just the COVID thing. It's it's like it's way deeper. It's yeah. way deeper, and and I don't know what it looks like on the other side yet, and I don't think any of us do. Like, um, some serious shit could go down, and I'm you know not to get grim or anything, but I'm definitely at least mentally preparing myself and somewhat physically preparing myself. Um, got a lot of groceries in the freezer and i've got a lot of we've got a lot a lot of dried goods we could we'd be fine for a while we got chickens in my backyard we have our own eggs nice. we grow a ton of stuff anyway uh, um uh i'm definitely somewhat preparing for the idea of like the country hits some sort of all-time low in like a financial regression and just like I don't I don't I don't even know I don't even know like a revolution of sorts uh which could look a lot of different ways I don't actually know um or maybe things just sort of go back to like creakily working again but like once you think about it why is all this happening why is everyone why is the why is everyone down everyone's throats why does no one believes anything anyone says. People just believe what they want to believe. Getting the actual truth on matters is really difficult these days. Yeah. Um, and how that affects the, f- the future of the music industry. I mean, think about it. If, if things keep being like this and, like, things do, if, like, industries continue to be, like, really harshly affected by all this, people don't have money. Well, entertainment... And music, as an art form, is a luxury to yeah. a lot of people. Mm-hmm. For someone like me and you, for people like you and I, it's it's what we need. It's life. It's like water. You know, it's, yeah. it's blood. Like we can't live without it. But for a lot of people, for the people who might pay us to do things, in a lot of cases, it's not. Yeah. You know, for the for the parents who have their kids studying with me two hours a week every week paying for these lessons and investing in their kids musical future well if it looks like if within the next six months to a year if it looks like music degree at a school means literally nothing whatsoever because music programs don't exist they're not going to keep no paying me to do that because no. why would they right you know so, <clears throat> so yeah man it's i hate to be i hate to i hate to like put it in those terms and i don't necessarily think that's definitively going to happen and i think underground things will happen especially if stuff crumbles and i don't know what that looks like either but like you know what i mean like people still want that community and that release of music and 
and just like the energy that gives. Yeah, man, absolutely, dude. Like you, you touched on it a lot, and um, you know, just that camaraderie and the friends you make, and you know, everything you do to to get you know uh, beard fest ready, dude. It's like, and not just that, but it's just everything that goes along with it. It's just, dude. It's like. I don't know. I mean, I I like to stay optimistic, but then again, I like I don't know. I I don't know what the fuck is gonna happen. I just I, I remaining to be optimistic, I guess. But it's just it's just a weird, just a weird layout right now, man. And I know like music and entertainment, that's not the the main concern. But at the end of the day, like you said, for people like you and I, like that's you know the shit that we live and breathe, you know. Yeah, so, and, that's, and there's a lot of us out there. There are, are a lot of people out yeah. there that are like us. And and music definitely is, you know, supposed to be a form of, uh, like, a form, like, it's supposed to be able to be used for protest and for revolution and for speaking, like, hard messages and stuff like that. And, like, yeah. I'm, you know... I, I I get paralyzed sometimes. I mean, and I I'm not I'm not like a great lyricist to begin with, and I don't you know I'm not a lead singer. Um, excuse me, but I I want to like be like I don't know exactly how to do it, but I want to be doing something positive with my music and like and having some sort of positive message. But I don't know. That's super vague. <laughs> well, I mean, you're, I mean, d- dude, you are doing that now. I mean, essentially, you know, through everything and teaching and, um, you know, I mean, and just continuing, I mean, what inspires me, it's like when I, like I said, when I turn on any social media feed, dude, like every day, like you're something new or there's some, you know, just something new material that's coming out, you know, off your end or whatever project you're in or teaching or, or what, what have you. It's like, that's very, you know, inspiring that you're still able to get all that done. Like, you know, so that that's a, another reason why I'm very optimistic in a lot of things, because there's people who have that, you know, that fire and that passion that will literally go to the end of the world for shit like this. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, dude, it's 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 I don't know. I, I don't know what it's going to I don't know what it looks like. I can only assume. But, you know, I don't know what the fuck <laughs> essentially man yeah i mean people need to grow that's like yeah i mean that's that's all of all of us you know we social media makes everything so dicey too you got well social media and the mainstream media just they're not on the same page obviously for you know separate reasons but it that you know talking about trying to find truth into something like you know you got two we got multiple media outlets that are just it just feed you constant bullshit so it's like who do you trust is that you know the question yeah well i mean ultimately media social media and and mainstream media i mean they're they're tools and and social media should be an unbiased tool right yeah. like it should be a tool that's like that can be used by anyone with any particular leaning to say whatever they want but the problem is that the people up the chain in the people who have access to mainstream media and the people who have access uh, on a political level can really use can use the power of social media to spread whatever they they want to spread and 
And I, see, the thing is, though, I don't think things have always been way different necessarily. I think, I think what we're seeing is a um, because we have the means now as humans, so much is getting pushed, pushed, pushed. And but I think there have always been, there have always been like lots of different viewpoints out there. There have always been people oh, yeah. in high places with agendas. Yeah. There has always been certain pieces of information framed in certain ways as to to accomplish specific goals, you know, for different political or social uh, causes or financial causes or corporate causes. And right. you know what I mean? Like I don't I don't think it's like, man, everything used to be like like you used to be able to see the truth. Like, no, I don't think that's necessarily true. I don't think what's written in history books is true. Mm-hmm. I think everyone has a fucking agenda. Yeah. <laughs> and and I don't think uh, and I think right now it is at such a point. It's like just it's like on hyperdrive. Like social media is almost like this crazy, crazy addictive thing. And I mean, I, you know, I'm just as addicted to it as anyone else. I'm on it every fucking day. Like you said, I'm posting and sure, like I'm like putting out just music stuff like, but still, I'm still addicted to it and I'm yeah. engaging with it and I'm seeing what other people post and I'm posting politically charged things from time to time. And, uh, how are you with comments and reading comments and shit? What do you mean? Like, all right. So, you know, you just post something, let's say it's something in music, right? Um, do you or whatever you post it doesn't have to be music, but you just post something. Are you like are you indulging in the comments? Like are you reading like what people are saying about yeah. you are? Yeah, 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 definitely. I definitely, I definitely am. And like, like when when it's like a musical thing, like I'm definitely actively trying to respond to people who are like if people take the time to post to to say sounds great, nice, sick, I love this, whatever. I try to respond to every single comment because it's like, you know, you gave the time to not only watch this but to comment on it and in some cases share it, and that helps me. So oh, yeah. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. going to engage with you. And then even when people post – like like this actually happened because, I, like I said, I posted that video early today. And, of course, I posted it to all my channels, but I also threw it in a bunch of different Facebook groups. Um, like I'm, I'm in a bunch of different guitar-related Facebook groups, and uh, I'm in – a couple fan groups for this guitar player I really like, this old jazz guy named John McLaughlin. John McLaughlin. And, uh, and I, like last week, I posted a cover of one of his songs in there, and everyone loved it, of course. And today, I posted an original thing that we did that is definitely, to anyone who actually takes the time to listen to it and who has listened to the, his band, the Mahavishnu Orchestra, before, they will be like, oh, this is clearly influenced by the Mahavishnu Orchestra. Like, yeah. no doubt about it. There's actually one thing that happens in it that is almost like, all right, guys, you kind of kind of <laughs> stole that directly, that that idea. Not exactly yeah. the same thing, but basically the same idea. So I was I posted it in there thinking, like, the people in here, of course they, they would like it if they're fans of this guy. Like, and some people, some people reacted positively, but one guy, I hate to say it, a boomer, <laughs> boomed all over my shit and, and had his, 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 his comment on it, oh. spam. <laughs> and I like, and I like click on his, I like click on his thing. He looks like, like, oh my you know, God. if I just like took the image, it's like an older, 
guy in like in his like late forties, early fifties, in a business suit, like balding, oh like looks God. like he's in New York City, like maybe some sort of businessman, maybe some sort of dweeb who wants to look like a businessman. I don't know, but that's dude. That's yo, you're like, oh my God, that's what you what experienced I'm this, to, yeah, bro. It's like always <laughs> those guys. It's like random boomers, random boomers, dude. It's like, I what? What are you doing? All right, cool, man. Like, so th- this <laughs> happened to us, and uh, we actually. <laughs> We made a shirt of this one guy. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, because uh, he's like this old dude. So it was like, the slogan, I believe, is uh, win by two, not your or your grandpa's favorite uh, rock band or pop punk band or something like that. I don't mm-hmm. know. But we put his his face on the shirt. So, Perfect. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, dude, I, I get that. Uh, not a lot, but I, I do. That's hilarious. I, yeah, I, I posted a screenshot of it to my Instagram story with the caption "Boomers going to boom." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Because of course dude. they are. Of course, dude. They're uh, you know, they're armed with uh, AK-47s behind the fucking. The <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fuck you! <laughs> I hate this. This isn't normal. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. So he he posts he posts. Uh, spam and I, and I and I look I look at his like posting history in the group. He's literally only posted one other time in the entire history of the group, which was in 2014, six years ago, where he posted "Thanks for adding me." <laughs> um, so he he has to post spam on my thing, and I said, "Hey man, sorry for offending you. I I figured that fans of John McLaughlin would appreciate like the last thing I posted in here was a cover of John's. Right. So I'm not just some. This isn't spam, actually. You know what spam is? Spam is is if I were in a pop punk band and posted in a jazz fusion thing, listen to my shit. Or if if I posted my video in a pop in like a Blink 182 fan group, like." Here, listen to that. That's spam. It has yeah. nothing to do with this. Like this actually directly is, related. Right. This is relevant. This is music that that the guy who we're trying to honor with this group directly influenced. And I bet knowing what I do know of this guy, this my idol, my guitar idol, he would probably be like happy to see a a band of people who are thirty years old or younger cover like or not covering, but playing music that was inspired by his music. Like, yeah. Like that's that's not spam. No. And then he responds, "This is a group for John McLaughlin music only!" <laughs> Exclamation point. And I said, "I said, LOL. Thank you for the clarification. Comma wasn't aware or something like that." Like, oh Jesus Christ, dude! Yeah, man. Get boomers gonna here. boom. Get boom, out of here. Boomers gonna boom. Boomers gonna boom. Some boomers are great. There's plenty of great boomers out there. You know, I don't hate all boomers <laughs> at all. You know. Plenty, but, plenty but of great boomers. Some of, them, some of them. Some of them just got a boom. They just got to. They just got to really like reinforce like why, uh, like they they have to reinforce and own that title. Like, oh yes, yeah. I am a boomer. Yeah. Here is my boom of the day. We're embodying this, and this <laughs> is who we are. This is who we are. <laughs> this is who I am. Dude, it's it's nuts, man. Get out of here with your spam, <laughs> kid. He's probably just, he's probably just offended because I'm in the video I'm wearing I'm wearing a, an open kimono and my dad bod is hanging out. <laughs> Spam. <laughs> it was it was so hot out. I was like, I don't care. Fuck this. We're making a goofy video in the woods, dude. It's whatever. Uh, whatever, dude. You get it's fucking. You're Gotta doing get that dad bod out there. Yeah, man. Fuck it. Dude. Who cares? Fuck it. Um, no, man. Uh, so I don't know. There's a lot of good shit, dude. Um. I, I want to ask you this before we uh, before we wrap up and shit, but 
So you go to this um, with Narbot. You go with uh, Turtle Studios, right? That's where we did the, stream. the live stream. Yeah. How was that compared to like? Because I know you've done live streams from the comfort of your home. So how is that? How was that like different from? I mean, obviously it's a it's a professional studio and all that, but how was that? How was that experience essentially? That experience was great. And again, I've done it two times now, and actually might be doing it again with another artist um, soon. I, I hope hope to be working with Turtle Studios more in general because I really like what they're doing over there. Um, but it was it was great. I mean, the streams I've done on my own have been just like me with my you know me with my guitar and like I've I've there's a couple that I tried to put some effort into like making it look nice and hook routing the audio so that it's coming from my uh my interface or my DAW like coming from Logic and like sounds good but ultimately like you know they've been fine but this <coughs> you know the full band is we're we're in a top grade studio we're we're fully mic'd up we're going through all their their units their compressors and stuff like that. Um, we're being lo mixed live on the spot, so so you know there's an engineer actively listening to us and being like, oh, like there's vocals now, I'm gonna turn that up, or oh, the bass player's taking a solo, I'm gonna turn him up, or you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and on the video end, um, there's a guy named Rocco. Um, I can't pronounce his last name, so I'm not gonna say it. Um, but his company's called Rocco Films, and this guy has been doing streaming and videography on a very professional level for years he's he's like at the top tier of the jam realm in the sense that he's like used to do it for like the grateful dead and like bands like that fish no like big 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 bands um so how the fuck did you pull all right how, how did you pull all that into one well they they pulled it all into one so 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 turtle studios as an as a as a company were already planning what they wanted to do was they wanted to start offering their services as a videography team, capturing audio and capturing video and mixing it all live in the spot at live shows. So A, for streaming purposes, but also B, because like, like you noticed earlier, like uh, Beardfest has been restreaming our performances. Yeah. But here's the thing. This is, we've, like our, our audio video capturing thing for Beardfest is every year it's a whole thing and we put effort into it like last year we had people from gradwell out to capture the audio and that was great because we had someone capturing every set multi-track capturing the sims not mixing any of it not doing anything just literally just capturing and raw organizing dog. it yeah just raw audio so that he could then give it to me and if i wanted to mix any of it i could mix it and right. and we could put stuff out video wise we always have a whole team we have this guy Carl McWhorter is a great guy, and his usually his son Colton, who's also also was one of my students for years, and uh, usually another two or three people working with him, all manning cameras. This guy Chris Caffiero, who always has like the he he does like the 4K ultra high quality like wide angle back shot. Yeah. This guy Jeff Ogata, who's running around with cameras. So this whole team, this guy Alex. Uh, I also can't pronounce his name. Philly two one five music is this thing. Alex Boo. I can't say his last name. He, he wouldn't be mad at me, though, hopefully. Um, but um, anyway, all, all these the, – the, the video effort for Beardfest is always like all these people capturing different things, usually separate people capturing the workshops, and then we have to gather – there's always a big hard drive party at the end of Beardfest, getting everyone's files. And then if we want to make a video, 
you have to find all the right files from the right set. They have to be organized. And then Sam, who's one of the guys who runs Beardfest with with me, uh, will will usually produce a video and like he takes the angles he makes a multi-video angle we have a lot of control it's cool but it's such an effort it's such a fucking effort so what what turtle studios wanted to do was essentially offer a service to festivals where you hire them they come they capture the audio live they mix it live they capture the video live and this guy again this guy rocco has a lot of experience so He's actually not manning a camera, really. He's he, he's got a couple stationary cameras and then two or three humans manning cameras. He's kind of behind the scenes, like like uh, essentially editing the video and paying very close attention. Is is the like is the drummer doing a sick groove? We're going to put the camera on him. Is the drummer and guitar player kind of interacting right now? We'll do a multi fade right there. Is the singer singing? The camera will be on him. Like in the moment, really. Uh, manipulating it so that people are seeing it and experiencing it like like you're seeing a pay-per-view like Metallica concert or something. Right. Like you're seeing a really high production, multi-angle, moving thing. So they were already planning on doing that for festivals. So when all this went down, they were like, well, what can we do? We can't do that now, but we can do this all in-house because Turtles, the, the, the main tracking room is pretty big. Yeah. There's enough space to be socially distant. There's big baffles in between everyone. Right. We, we wear masks usually when we do it. Um, and, yeah, the experience was, I mean, the experience is great just because, like, you're, it felt like playing a show. It felt like playing, like, a really, it felt like playing a show at a very good venue, you know? Yeah, man. Um, our, we had monitors. We had good monitor mixes. We could hear everything well. Um you know, it just, it, it felt great. And it, and, and the, the finished product, you know, like, listen, I actually finally just today got the, got, they sent me like the master file. So like basically what was streamed to Facebook, but not compressed by Facebook because Facebook sucks with compressing stuff. Um, so I now have the uncompressed master file. So if we want to like post clips or something, or, or even like decide to like do a full video of this or that, we can, we can do that now, but yeah, man, it was awesome, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, from from what I seen on it, dude, it was uh, it was pretty flawlessly uh, like everything was like a slice of butter. It was just so it was pulled off so well. Shout out to those guys, yeah, who who pulled that off. Um, <clears throat> I mean, yeah, man, that's uh, that's sick. Um, that's like that's another thing too. Like I said, live streaming from your basement. I mean, you know, I have a little home studio set up. You're you have a home studio set up. More, a little more advanced, I'd say, um, but uh, I don't know. I, I, for right now, I mean, you know, you got to do what you got to do to get to get what you got out. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, definitely. The other thing about live streaming is is uh, there's always technical difficulties. Sure, there can always know? be technical difficulties, and I mean the the other thing. I mean, especially with the the thing that. It's it, the thing to be aware of is kind of like the higher quality you have in terms of capturing the stuff, the more on point you need to be, the, the performer needs to be. Because think about it, like we're not, it's not like, oh, that take of that song kind of sucked, like I fucked up that one part, let's just do it again. Yeah. No, like it's like you're at a live show. But it's not only like you're at a live show, because when you're at a live show, um, you know, like that depending on where you're standing in the crowd it sounds different and like there's ambient noise and like sometimes people are talking and like there's a bar and like there's all this other stuff so like little mistakes kind of don't necessarily 
<coughs> go as noticed. Well, right. when you're all mic'd up in a studio and people are at home listening with headphones or, or good speakers or something, you hear you're going to hear everything. Yeah. It's there. It's there. So, you know, we we had some we had some flubs here and there, but overall, I'm proud of us because we I thought we pulled it off pretty well. We we practiced really hard and had our sights set on just execution and we did it. Yeah, so, man. I want to do it more. I want to do more of those. Yeah, man. Um, they're definitely, uh, I, like I said, I mean, you know, um, for now it looks like, I mean, besides certain people making a little bit of breakthroughs here and there, being able to throw live shows and shit like that, live streaming, I mean, seems to be the way. Um, like I was telling you right before this, we had a festival, it was a two-day festival, Jerry Ryan. Elephants for Autism. Shout out to Jerry. Shout him out, dude. Um, I love Jerry. <clears throat> yeah, man. And that, unfortunately, last minute got canceled. Now that's just a yep. live stream. So, yep. I mean, it is what it is, essentially. But, um, you know, I, I, I'm happy that, you know, you're still in, in the, the forefront of making music and, you know, trying to, like, oh, I could speak for myself on this, but, like, trying to keep up with, like, Cause I was behind, like you you said before this, you were do, you've been acquiring all this shit since you know at a young age, dude. <clears throat> Building a studio and all that. I just got quote unquote back in the game, right? So it's like I'm a little behind the eight ball, but I mean, I what I have here works. So you know, I, I'm excited to see what uh, the future has for you, for all, for the ten thousand projects you're in, <laughs> and um, you know, for what we got going on, man. So. Yeah, man, I'm I'm really glad you're back into it, and you know I think I think the name of the game, like I haven't used this term yet this entire stream, which is or this entire podcast, which is funny, but but uh, the the thing that's been on my mind, and you know other people have used this term too. I, I didn't I didn't come up with it, but but basically pivoting. So you're pivoting because yeah. we're just like all of a sudden it's just like here's reality now. So what are you gonna do? Yeah, you know, and I definitely had some trouble in the beginning figuring out how to go about what I was doing and how to balance like how to balance like being safe regarding COVID and like staying in touch with family and like like and uh, s- remaining any sort of productive and like f- trying to feel out like well do I need to be productive right now and like uh, all of these things and what's actually important and and I guess now I feel like I'm I'm back in a flow where I'm like balancing that kind of like awareness of what's going on in the world and trying to like hold on to the fact that I do have some more time now to spend with my family and to like read books and educate myself and I don't know go to protests and stuff like that and and go camping and, and go shit camping, you know which all is that. way different really different than going to protests but, well but, yeah it's a completely um, different animal but sure. um but yeah like i'm fine i'm kind of like in like a a flow that feels pretty good right now and i i want to keep that up and you know you know i hope you you know keep up your flow and find find what works for you and just just keep plugging away and and yeah, work, work, pivot, pivot, pivoting to me is all about just like working with the circumstances. Yeah. And, you know, you can like I, I definitely struggle with like like always being like, oh, I need 
I need this. If only I had this. If only this. If only that. But oh it's like, God, yes. like the, the times where I'm most productive is where I'm like, well, I have all this. What can I, I have do? a lot? Yeah. What can I do? I, there's a lot here. I can do a lot with. So like, fucking use it, yeah. dweeb. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Definitely, dude. I'm excited. Uh, you know, we were talking. Not gonna give it really away, away. But we're we were talking a little bit. Uh about linking up and doing something. So I'm excited for that. Yeah. Still, still want to do that and get on that. Um, you know, but like you said, pivoting. So there's just a lot of, a lot of shit you got to navigate through. Um, mm-hmm. but no, nah, man, I, dude, I, I appreciate you coming on here. I appreciate everything. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, I mean, anything, any last fucking last burning desires, I guess. Burning desires. <laughs> no, what do you got <laughs> next three months? What's, uh, what's the life of, uh, 10,000 projects in the life of Zach Lepresti look like? Uh, I don't even remember. <laughs> um, I mean, finishing the first Narbot album, which has been, should have been finished two years ago by now, but finishing it, actually, uh, that's a big thing. Uh, getting back into a real flow without the beard space. We're going to be writing and recording more music. Um, uh, you know, I'm sure I'll probably have some more random performances and streams kind of pop up, so we'll see what that looks like. More traveling with the family. I don't know. I probably, I'm probably forgetting something like important, but I mean, um, again, I just want to keep making progress. And I guess, like, as, as a thing to say to to people in general, just like, uh, <laughs> just like. I, I guess like like it's simple, but just be kind to each other and give each other the benefit of the doubt. And like, you know, I think I think all of us could use to not be so tied to what we think is how we think things need to be, because things are different for a lot of different people. And yeah. is like like is if your way is not hurting other people, um, then then it's probably okay but you know i think there are things that i think there are things that are ingrained in us different people different things for different people but things that have been ingrained for like generations like you know this is a whole separate thing we'll talk about off camera but yeah plenty of shit within our family and like the way that the 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 kind of place that we came from that are like kind of a little off ways of thinking and and don't necessarily uh don't necessarily serve like the greater good. Um, so I don't know. I just think people need to be conscious of like how little things actually affect the whole in bigger ways than they're aware of. And I think people need to be less defensive and more willing to hear like, Hey, like, you know, sure. You've been thinking about this in this way for X amount of years, but like, doesn't mean you're a bad person, right. but like you might need to re-educate yourself, and you right. might need to like act a little bit differently in this or that scenario. So yeah, without even getting into any specifics, just like yeah, listening to one another, being fucking kind, giving each other the benefit of the doubt, not believing everything you see on social media, actually believing very little of what you see on social media because like it's a shit show out there right now, yeah, man. and just like like. You know. Everywhere, every, every fucking social media platform, it's it's bonkers, dude. It yeah. really is. Um, and yeah, man, the, to kind of like piggyback off that, um, really just keep your head up, you know. Like 
we didn't oppose this on ourselves. You know what I mean? So it's like impose, impose. <laughs> what did I say? Oppose, oppose. Yeah. Impose. We didn't impose this on ourselves. So this whole, uh, well just, I mean, so, yes like, and no. Well, <laughs> In some ways, the way people have responded to it has imposed it more. Yes. In that way. Yes. People I'm, being like, oh, it's not real. I don't care. Okay. Well now your entire state's fucked. Yeah. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Well, in that sense, yes. Um, but in the sense of, I guess, people being out of work, people being, right. you know, and stuff like that. Yeah. And just, you know, just keep keep your head up and keep moving forward. You know, if you're not fucking working at your job that you're at for, you know, 10 years, 15 years, you got to start a new career, man, whatever. You know, you, you just keep your fucking head up at the end of the day. Be nice to people like you said, dude. Fucking it comes full circle, man. You know, karma. I believe I'm full believer in karma. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, man. Uh, dude, like I said, thank you for being on here. No um, problem. With thank your, you for having me. Yeah, no problem, man. Anytime. Check them out. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Nah, nah I, 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 I just, I actually joined Twitter because in the beginning of all this, I'm like, oh, people, political people talk there, so I should like. Me too. <laughs> look at it more, but uh, not oh, much, me too, dude. Not much. Um. Yeah, Facebook and Instagram are the best places, and. Uh, uh, for Instagram, it's just at Zach Lopresti. Facebook, Zach Lopresti, and you know Beard Fest. Uh, there's Academy of Music that we have. I have a social media presence there, and an email if you want to get in touch about lessons. I'll give you a deal if you take a lesson because you heard about it through this podcast. You get the John DiCaprio special deal. Hey. I don't know what it is yet, but I'll figure it out. <laughs> uh, you know, my band's Narbot, G-N-A-R, like gnarly, and bot, like, you know, robot. Like <laughs> um, Out of the beard space and fucking other shit. <laughs> oh, shit, <laughs> and whatever. The ten, the ten million hey. others. Listen to John's band, Win by Two. Hey. You know, boomers be cool. Boomers be cool. That's that's the end. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, bro, it was awesome. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. Well said. This was fun. Yeah.